What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast. This is me, Money, your friendly creator. And this is actually going to be a bonus episode. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So if you listen to the last episode with me and Seth, uh, the conversation about uh, being queer, gay, and um, D9 organizations, that was actually a part two to um, the first part of that episode or series um, that I did with Zora Knows. Um, Zora as in Neil Hurston and knows as in thinks she know everything as she would put it. Um, so I had problems converting that. And so when you heard me in that episode referring to the first part of the series, it's because this episode was actually supposed to be before the one with me and Seth, but I had problems. So I finally got it converted. So this is going to be, um, just on that topic, a conversation between me and Zora, um, for all of y'all who hit me up and, uh, before listening to the episode and asked me, uh, what org I was in, um, now you know, <laughs> and hopefully you'll listen to part two because, um, I think this is a different take because me and Zora are both in, um, D9 sororities. Uh, so it's a little bit different. Whereas, uh, you know, Seth was talking from the fraternity perspective. So I'm really excited to have, uh, Zora make this guest appearance on Queer Walk. This is definitely the first, not the last time. Um, can't wait to speak to her again. And yeah, let me know what you think about the episode. Hit us up. Use the hashtag to continue the conversation. Hashtag queer, W-O-C. Um, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the SoundCloud is all Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. Um, yeah, and so let me know. I'm going to just jump right into the episode. Your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your glow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type dark night, right? All right. So, can you introduce yourself? Who you are? Who Allow you me to reintroduce myself. My name is Chloe. Chloe. Oh! Right, you like that? <laughs> My name is Chloe, but like to the social media world, I go by Zora. So those will be interchangeable, but I'm going to try to stick to Zora. Okay. So you want me to call you Zora? Yes. Okay. okay. Let's do Zora. All right. But that Chloe thing was hot, right? It was. I I was like, have you been practicing? Always. (laughs) Okay. I need an intro. Every time I say that, like, I need an intro. You do. We're going to work on it after this. I got you. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) we have gathered here today to talk about... To talk about our experiences being queer and Greek. Greek, yes. So, my first question, and I'm going to answer too. Just, I'm about to say, you're going to interrogate. No. I'm going to interrogate. Is that how you say that? Interrogate? That's not a word. I don't know. It is. Okay, I feel it. Okay. Um, my first question is, like, when, where, and why your organization? So, when did you join? Mm-hmm. Where? And Why? I joined spring 2007. It was actually February 4th, 2007, which is the day after my birthday, February 3rd. So it was my birthday gift to self. Uh, I, I crossed at Bowling Green State University, uh, which is in Bowling Green, Ohio. And why? Oh, it, it goes way back like to Bill Cosby in a different world and seeing those 
crew necks and seeing that culture on come to life with a different world and mm. school days and mm. I didn't have family members who were Greek but I always was able to see it through the eyes of media and then like when it became like personal is in high school my ninth grade year there was a teacher um ironically enough I probably just had a crush on her but I didn't know it then <laughs> um there was a teacher who just Everything about her just said prestige. And I loved her because she was young, hip, but she didn't play. She reminded me, and I finally told her that she reminded me of, like, Claire Huxtable. And one day I remember it. Like, I was walking her to her car on my way to one of my many practices. I was really active in high school. And it started to rain, and she popped this umbrella, and it was, like, pink and green. And I was like... Mental note, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> so the next But time, did you already know what it was? I she, knew oh, okay. but like I knew I knew what organizations were. Like I said, literally mm-hmm. just little snippets of those T V shows. Right, right. I never Google well, it was Yahoo back then. I didn't right. Yahoo it. Mm-hmm. Um but then one day she had me go get something out of her office and she handed me her keys and it had this lanyard. It was like Alpha Kappa Alpha yeah, nineteen oh eight. And I was like, Oh the, so the then, lanyard. The <laughs> lanyard it's always the lanyard. So then um, I finally, like, I took the time to sit down at a computer and I typed it in. And, like, I didn't go to our the national website. It went to a chapter website. And this beautiful website opened up as pretty as it could have been in 2002, mm-hmm. one, two. Um, And I heard the song. And then, like, they had this cool scroll going across with, like, all the famous members mm-hmm. of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And it was people who I was always in love with, but I didn't realize that they shared that connection. Right, yeah. It was like the Felicia Rashads. It was mm-hmm. like, it was just Coretta Scott Kings mm-hmm. and like all these people. And I'm just like, oh my God, I love these women. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Mm-hmm. And once I finally started to read it, you know, Howard University, like being the first sorority. And I'm just thinking out loud, I was like, I have to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I have to do it. Um, so ironically, <laughs> ironically enough, I picked all the schools that I applied to for undergrad based on if they had an active chapter. <laughs> wow. I, you I, were... I was serious. Like major, all that other stuff. That was, doesn't that matter. Didn't matter. I was like, do they have a, mem- a chapter of the AKA? Yes. Is it active? Yes. Um, so I'm so thankful for that person because she opened it up and it's so great now. Like she's a dear friend now and like, I'm still very in awe of her as a person, but it started with her as a mentor. Like, she was never my teacher, but I guarantee you I learned more from her just in those hallway mm-hmm. interactions and those little moments than I did anywhere else. And I'm like, if she can align herself with this and be this great person, right. Felicia Rashad can align herself, and I'm, I'm destined for greatness, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, I was sold. It was a wrap. <laughs> I was sold. <laughs> Dang. Let me, isn't that a great I, story? It is. I That's... love that story because it meant the world to me. I mean... I don't know if I can follow that now. So I mean, I, you know, AKA is first and finest. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, originality. Okay, oh, so <laughs> um, I so I knew nothing about D nine Greek life anything okay. before I got to college, like nothing. Okay, and so I've been trying to reflect back and see if I was exposed to anything when I was younger. So there was this show on Nickelodeon, My Brother and Me. Do you remember yes. that? Show? Yes. So their their parents were accused in Delta. Yeah. So that was like, oh, so when obviously I think that cues are visible on campuses in ways that other frats aren't. So when I first saw a cue, I was like, oh, my my brother and me. Can I just tell you how powerful it is to imprint? Or like yeah. place that mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah, I remember that because they had like a, a huge. So did Steve Harvey. Like, um, 
and yeah. the Steve Harvey show. Mm-hmm. Like they always had like a huge, something so small but like so right. noticeable. Yeah, I yeah. totally remember. And they were proud Deltas and oh, AKs on the yeah, ball like show. on the walls, <laughs> sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember an episode where he was like having his son throw the hooks. Hooks. Like it's yeah. So that's that's yeah. I guess one early memory that I thought like oh I know kind of mm-hmm. what fraternities and sororities are. Um, so when I got to campus, I was really on this. I'm just going to put my head down and get my degree, Steve. Because okay. I went to Auburn. It was a very white school. It's Girl, like it's it. still very white. <laughs> it is, and it's a real conservative campus. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point in my life, I had pretty much solidified that, okay, I'm gay. Okay. Um, but you can't do that. Nope. So, <laughs> you know, just like get your degree and go on about your way. But... In navigating, trying to figure out undergrad, I kept bumping into these black women who were in positions that would help me navigate, but who all had on, like, these little yellow shirts with the blue writing, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she got on the same shirt as Kristen, or, like, some some other woman that I had bumped into who happened to have these shirts, and which was, like, odd thinking back on it because... My chapter was not active. Okay. I re- my line reactivated my chapter. Mm. Um, so Mine too. Yeah. So yeah, it was just yeah. mostly graduate members in the area mm-hmm. and undergrads from other campuses who like kept the presence on our campus. So I won't say that my my line reactivated because there were members, but my line made us cool again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all made it pop on. Yeah, the yard. whatever. Yeah, now. And uh, so then I'm just like, oh, okay. Like all of these women are in like the same organization, kind of like similar thing. Um, And what happened that I was just like, okay, I need to be a part of this. I think, okay, so one day me and who eventually became my deuce went to this party um, and somebody got to fight in, you know. And so one one of our... Who, who is now one of our pro fights, just, like, snatched her up and ran with her. Because okay. she fell, twisted her ankle really bad, and she just, like, picked her up and booked it. She used to be in the military. Wow. She just ran with her. And I was just like, if you're willing to do that for somebody that you just met, mm-hmm. like, that's powerful to me. Yeah. And so, you know, we went back to her house after and we're talking. Like, she made sure we were okay. They was always cooking for me. Like, in <laughs> these, I I knew nothing about SGRO at mm-hmm. the time. So it was just like, okay. So then I started looking into it, and the more I looked into it, the more I saw myself or what I wanted to be. Mm. So I was just like, "This is lit!" So like, I was, I was, is that what you said? Yes, this is lit. <laughs> I hit the lit like very high. Um, so I told you, I was telling you earlier about how when I started to read about the seven founders of my organization. Mm-hmm. I immediately was like, what? why the fuck didn't nobody tell me about this before? Because this is needed. So we're the only D9 sorority that was founded at a predominantly white campus. And at the time, an incredibly hostile yeah. white campus. And, and that's, I mean, I, we always ask ourselves, like, what we would have done had we lived in this point in time yeah. during our ancestors or whatever. But I really felt like that at Auburn at that time, like, Especially black women were under attack in like a way, and this was like 2009, in like a way on that campus that felt incredibly violent to me. And I was like, okay, I can't keep my head down and just get my degree. I have to do something about this. And so reading about the experiences of my founders and then also seeing like prominent members like 
now I'm realizing, like, oh, I saw, like, queerness even in prominent members. Because, like, MC Light is one of our, like, probably most known. Is she queer? Because she just got engaged to a whole man. Girl. You know, I will say I was shocked when I, I thought her rough neck was just a stud. I had no idea. But I mean, maybe she got tired of playing this queer game and was like, look, I'm done. I, I totally I'm understand there. that, right? Like, <laughs> girl, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, so I think that that combination, it felt like one of these moments of, I don't know, like Octavia Butler and Kindred of yeah. like you living your ancestors moment at mm-hmm. the same time. That's what it felt like for me, discovering like the legacy of Sigma Gamma Rho. And so I was like, all right. I'm in. Sign me up. Like, where do I do this? Sign me up. Little did I know. So. <laughs> Bet you found it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why. And oh, when I crossed uh, Spring 09. So two years after you. I, I was crossing out of campus. I graduated in 09. What? Mm-hmm. So, oh, I, I was thinking you um, crossed as a freshman. So, you, it was like sophomore. Uh, first yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I crossed at the end of my sophomore year. So, yeah. That makes sense. Um, at Auburn University. Yep, that's me. <laughs> All right. So, I, my next question was around um, gender, performance, and like sexuality. Okay. And uh, did you notice that early in being Greek or how it played out? I think. Well, you want me to talk about it as a member or just under the Greek? As an AKA or as a person who knows Greek life? You can do both because I think I'm going to do both. <clears throat> okay, so as an AKA, as the, the way I look, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a plus-size woman who has dark skin. At the time, I might have had a perm. I'm not sure. And for anybody who knows anything about the stereotypical AKA, that mm-hmm. is, I am the polar opposite of said thing. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, unfortunately for me, I was so... Also, I didn't know that I was a lesbian until grad school so mm-hmm. let's just put that out there now but at the time like I couldn't imagine I thought it was a miracle that I got in as a plus size dark skinned woman mm-hmm. when like majority of the people who were in my organization before my line crossed were the stereotypical light skinned right, right. hazel eyes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very feminine mm-hmm. um, so like I'm so almost thankful that I didn't have to add that other piece of intersectionality into my story but I will say, um, I remember once I became Greek and having instances where there were other, fr- this was more so an issue in the male fraternity, like mm-hmm. in the fraternities. Like I remember very vividly that there were like members of male organizations who like they were outed and then like beat senselessly yeah. and then like not allowed to mm-hmm. cross with the whole mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. or like people were shunned because they looked a little too sweet. Yeah. Um, and I remember being a part of a lot of problematic conversations with brothers of mm-hmm. organizations and and then like as I as I've matured and like have met some people who I used to shun I'm like it literally means nothing because you're probably the one who's paying your dues and doing the work right yeah right right exactly <laughs> literally yeah that's a, so oh sorry we no, that's it. Go for it. um so when I think about like gender and gender presentation and uh, mm-hmm. like sexuality, the first thing I think about is those stereotypes of organizations mm-hmm. and how how they almost like dictate who goes, who goes for where? what. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, Are we gonna name? Someone? So, well, I, well, I think <laughs> for the case I have, yeah. even even in my head, like 
I was so hyped when I found out you were okay. I know. Because I was just like, what? Yeah, because when I, I, I think I still have some of that, uh, like this picture of AK as like this high femme. But it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's so funny because we're right now in, in regionals. I think we're, or the, our national, we're in, uh, in um, Vegas right now and just seeing the picture scroll through on my timeline mm-hmm. and it literally looks like brown paper bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very much yeah. still that. And, like, I don't know. Well, I know the history behind it, but, like, I don't know if there will ever be a mass shift from that stereotype. Yeah. I think almost the, the or, well, I, I guess, no, I'm going to speak generally. Okay. I think, because I'm like, I, I speak for my own organization. But, no, I think all talk. of them, I think they they function in a way to, to maintain that, like, yeah. super femme. Um, prissy, prissy, press, hetero, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've seen the way since I crossed in oh nine. I'm almost ten years in. It feels um, great. <laughs> like yeah. damn, black membership is around the corner. But um, <laughs> since I crossed in oh nine to now, I see how different orgs have rebranded almost. Yeah, like to to be like super high fem. So when I joined SG Row, um. I would say that there was there was no stereotypical look of an SG Row. Mm-hmm. I think there was a stereotypical like personality. So okay. people were like, okay, SG Rows are like super nerdy. Um, I don't know what y'all do, but y'all be teaching. Like you know, it's just <laughs> that was it. But the, yeah. but the longer I was in the organization, it was just like this Shit. prissy poodle narrative that uh-huh. just kept Everybody. getting pushed. Which yeah. is funny because when I think about it, the women who are ma- actually maintaining the organization are masculine presenting gender non-conforming queer you know like the, that's that's who at the conferences uh-huh. that, that's who's like holding together chapters I'm, it's uh, interesting because my first professional job was at the University of Georgia and like I came from a like I would say that my campus my undergrad was small but like I felt like it was an HBCU because I mm-hmm. all the black people were so Right. together mm-hmm. and I didn't notice that we weren't mm-hmm. a, a HBCU <laughs> but like I remember us I remember AKs being prissy I remember Deltas being tough I remember Zetas being different mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. I, honestly SG Rose weren't on the yard until I was about to graduate mm-hmm. and then I, I moved to Georgia and then like I went to a yard show and Deltas had on heels and were like swinging their hair and I yeah. was like yeah when did this happen? Exactly. I'm like, the girls yeah. I know look like the bros, yeah. like the cues. Like, yeah. I didn't, I, it was new to me to see them be so mm-hmm. feminine. I'm, it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I think everybody, you're right, everybody kind of has shifted to like, we're super girly. Yeah. I don't, huh. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know why. Like, it, I feels, don't know it feels like regressive because when I think about anybody's founding, really, any of the, the four sororities in D9, um, it wasn't to be cute. It was. It was not. It was like resistive, you know, like nasty women. Okay, yeah, yeah, like solidarity. Mm-hmm. Like we finna tear some shit down on kind of on some black feminism, yeah. and then for us to who girl? Like I've thought about this a lot. It's just like all of these sponsorships. So post civil rights era, yeah. D nine looks so different than, mm-hmm. and then even nineties. D9 in the 90s versus oh, the way it looks now. I would kill to be D9 in the 90s. I just really think that these these corporate sponsorships to our organizations have, like, worked to undermine... What we were here for. Yeah. The radicalness, the image. Because you definitely can't piss off craft if 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I think, and like, this is the one thing that really hurt my feelings. Like, we haven't even gotten into how I feel as a, a lesbian, aka, but like, one mm. thing that really stands out to me that I was really just hurt by is that I remember during the times of us marching. I marched all over New York City in 2015 mm-hmm. for like the Eric Gardner's. Everything, pick, yeah. Pick, pick, Millions pick, March, NYC. All yeah, those. all like, of I, it. Like, yeah. I was a protester so much so that I need mm-hmm. knee surgery. And like, I remember vividly getting correspondence from the organization saying like don't go out there yes yeah and it broke me and i'm just like yeah of all the places i'm Mm -hmm. like what happened to women's suffrage mark like how like the one it's okay for me to swing my hair Mm -hmm. and step and exactly yeah but when we really need to go back and think about our founders Mm -hmm. and think about that time where like this is literally take two of what these organizations and why they were built right and you mean to tell me i can't wear my letters proudly out here and say this is wrong yeah that broke me yeah i I can't it broke me me too and i mean i saw sorors do it and Mm -hmm. i was just like i wish i had the i mean it wasn't even that i had the courage i think i'm just so removed because of my queerness which is Mm -hmm. something we'll get into but like it's always been that constant. Like, men can do whatever they want in their letters. Mm-hmm, and their, mm-hmm. Like, they get away with a lot more. But, yeah. like, to have a national letter mandated... Right. Blew we, me. Same thing. Blew me. So... And I still don't know why. So, the, uh, uh, on a lot of levels, it blew me. So, first of all, like I said, I think SG Row has always been very different from mm-hmm. the other D9 sororities. And we're also, like, the smallest. Yeah. And so... So, when I think about... Okay, let's just like take away all of to all of the politics and stuff, but go back to um, like what are you for and who who, who started you? That I damn well know that Mary Lou and the crew would have been out here in their letters. Like how can how can in you the not front. Say, in the front they would have been calling together? That's the, just like telling Coretta Scott King she couldn't march on cell. Right, right. It's just that like blows me. And, and so and I think in tying it into like gender performance, I do think that there was a uh, element of like policing femininity in a way mm-hmm. of like where where women are supposed to be yeah. and what you're supposed to be wearing because the first time I heard like outrage over wearing letters during protests um, was when that Delta got arrested in that sweatshirt yeah. it was like a hoodie yeah and it was it was a DSC hoodie and and then it was like these emails from nationals like just been so proud I, to have my organization I would have been like she. I, I'm sad that I don't even know her name, but like DST should have plastered her everywhere. Like, said, yes, this, this is, is what, what we're about. This is what we're about. The preservation of black life. And to me, if you ain't, if D9 orgs ain't for the preservation of black life, then, then why what are, are you, we, why are you here? That's why I say it's just a matter of time before we don't exist because like we get, for, I, I'm going to speak for what I think about my organization because I don't want to put this on anybody else, but I feel like we stand on the backs of the legacy, but we don't want to propel it. Like you can't, Ooh. you can't, you can't sit here and say you can't. I feel be, like some iota's listening. You can't sit there. You can't be proud that we have yeah Coretta Scott King right, 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 right. and not birth the next exactly one. right, exactly. Yeah, it's just I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm completely yeah. sure by it. That I mean, we love dusting off that story of you know our founders were right across the street from the like Grand Dragon or mm-hmm. what Wizard, whatever he calls himself, of the KKK, and we we. But the KKK Created, is out here killing our brothers. Exactly. I'm like, they're just in a different uniform now. And Are we, they? And we call them... <laughs> exactly. Right. We call them the president and the police now. But this this is the same things. Same, same thing. So you can't thing. dust off that story of um, institutional and violent racism that our, our founders resisted without talking about... 
And and girl, like Sandra Bland was my soror. So and Sandra Bland was me. And then here's the thing, like SG Row is small as shit. Like yeah. we we are you know how they say there's six degrees of separation yeah. in, in the general population? And SG Road is two degrees of separation. <laughs> so Sandy was my my deuces uh, mom's Neo. Just so, I mean, right there, right? Like, I crossed down south, like, loud mouth, locks, all of these things, right? Me, same and, thing. Like, I'm in the same profession as she was in. I had just taken a move from a, su- mm, a southern place yeah, to this yeah, place. Yeah. We both, when I tell you I'm Sandra Bland, mm-hmm. resume to resume. Right. Yeah. Same person. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think a lot about, like, gender performance there, too, and what it means to be a tall black woman, or a, uh, woman a dark who, black who woman. Her rights. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And, and for... For fuck, fuck like all the rest of the D nine, but for for SG Row to continue on this, like we can have peaceful vigils, but do not wear your letters or do not do this here, here, and here. You lost on your own. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's that's hard to hear. I, so like when you say it broke you, like I was heartbroken after that, and I don't think that I've seen my organization the same, same sense. Of course, um, because I think. Pre that, so I'm talking about when I, I think of, when I think about like my take into the streets moment of mm-hmm. truth. I think that was Trayvon kind of kicked that off, and so like you know Trayvon, Mike Brown, um, Rakia Boyd mm-hmm. prior to like Sandy, mm-hmm. but then having Sandy happen and then no. I thought the respectable blacks would get shook then, you know, right? Like like this is what it's gonna take to shake the D nine. It's really all of us. No. They they sent out all letters. Yeah, post a picture. Hashtag say her Hashtag name. Hashtag it. But don't walk for don't. don't oh no no no! Write a letter to your representative. If that that might be too much of shaking right. the tree for them, because you know we don't got the row behind you. <laughs> don't um, don't put that on your don't put that on letterhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, so I wanted to like circle back and ask yeah. you because you said you hadn't even touched on what it meant to be a lesbian and an AKA. Yeah. When I tell you I had no clue as an undergrad, I had no clue. And it's, I think the most interesting thing is I think about people who I was smitten by. Just like I always thought mm-hmm. it was admiration and not to play the game of was it more, was it not. Mm-hmm. But. In my, my undergrad experience, I like I said, I was just focusing on being the fat one who wore sneakers all the time. Didn't really equate that to my queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I found... And I think this is so interesting because once I found out... It's so funny how like I found out like I got a letter that I was gay. It's, <laughs> once, <laughs> once I found out the news uh, <laughs> and like I was in, in a full-blown relationship, um, I was still fairly new. So it was at the time where I was still close enough to go back for homecoming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember the one year that I brought my then girlfriend with me back to campus and I was just you know when you come when you if you were me like I had a lot of friend groups the the Greek mm-hmm, group I had mm-hmm, my freshman mm-hmm. year group I had yeah, all the groups and I was yeah. like I gotta make my way around all these groups and I was so open and so not afraid to introduce her to everyone except the Greeks the Greeks yeah and so much so that I remember one time we were all downtown and like my my then girlfriend was like not from the area didn't have a clue 
my sorority sisters stole me. They mm-hmm. literally snatched me, threw me in a car, and, like, took me back to a place and, like, grilled me for hours about it. And, like, mm-hmm. not even in a, like... I want to say that they were being... Like, why didn't you tell us? But, but it mm-hmm. felt so much more. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I have my girlfriend literally texting me, like, crying, like, I'm stuck downtown, like, I can't believe you did this. And I'm like, literally, these are, like, blood, sweat, and tears. These are my family. Like, I don't know. I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And once my initial line found out, they were like, oh, girl, we knew. It's not a big deal. We accept you. And then my pro fight started to find out. And I was like, okay. But, like, I was always terrified to, like, have that kind of conversation with, like, graduate advisors right. or, like, members of the grad yeah. chapter who yeah. mentored me and, mm-hmm. like, you know, and it wasn't, honestly, they didn't, I didn't really openly come out to them until I think I put something up when the Pulse thing happened. Mm. And I was just, like, in such a, maybe not even Pulse, I think it was when, around the same time that we got the legal rights to be married I think yeah, someone yeah. got murdered like, yeah, yeah. and I was like mm-hmm. I don't I, I'm like I'm struggling cause like mm-hmm. I'm so happy over here but I'm right. so hurt over right. here yeah. and that's when I started to realize like oh wait you have these grad members mm-hmm. who can see this and I'm sh- I was shook but like of course I got like likes and you know we love yous and things like that but like I'm still not comfortable with presenting as my true self when I'm asked to go back in those spaces. Mm. And I think it's not because of anything that anyone has said, but it's just because of the respect that I have, that I don't think that it's appropriate based right. on what I've learned. Right. And I mean, like there's, I'm not even active anymore because I'm just like, now people say, I bet you regret being an AK cause now you kind of fit like a Delta or you're like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're why? Why they try to make everybody deltas? Because when people meet me, that's the first thing they say. I don't like, know, because yeah. we're dark skin, because we're militant, cause right? We're, right. That's what delta. That's used a stereotype, to be. right? Yeah. And they're like, you know, I bet you regret it now. Like nothing about you is AK, and I'm like, you can never take the story that I just shared on this mm-hmm. podcast. Like I'm an AK through and through, through, through yeah. and I will never not be. And I'm mm-hmm. so thankful and so grateful. But like, I still don't know who I am in that world because I don't right. see a yeah. lot yep. of AKs who are out and proud and happy. Yeah. Um, I've, I met one uh, soror via social media and she was like, she was super AK, super femme and she just happened to post her wife and like I slid her mm. in so quick. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God, like, mm-hmm. this is real. Yeah. And then just recently within the last seven or eight months I found this AK who I want to be. She studded out, mad swagged out. I was about to she say has, yeah. like, a, like She wears like the overalls and yeah. like fly ass sneakers but even her, when she goes to our conferences, exactly, puts that dress I right thought, back I on. Thought, okay, so <laughs> that's so I was thinking two things. One is that the only K's that I know who are queer are masculine presenting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I'm like, isn't that kind of odd? Because yeah, this hyper femme stereotype, and yeah. the only ones that I know who are queer are like pretty masculine. And it's so um, funny because I think one of our. When I was newly, um, I'm going to say initiated, keep things culture. Yeah, you know. <laughs> when I was newly initiated. It's a non-hazing our, organization. Right, our, <laughs> our regional director, we swarping down, was queer. Mm. She was just had mad swag. Probably. Just wore like the old man, fresh, mm. clean uh, jeans. Oh, and like, <clears throat> she would put on that nice pink blazer, but it would look a little rough. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, damn, okay. I almost said her name. I'm not going to put her out there. Like that. <laughs> But, like, outside of her, like, I don't remember... Outside of... You know, women get older and their bodies change. I don't remember any... 
every outfit that they wore was still very feminine. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a pantsuit. It right. was nothing nothing has ever made me feel comfortable enough to get a tailor blazer, a nice pair of slacks, which yeah. just happened to have a crest on it. Yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. Ooh, that sounds fresh though. Don't oh, it? Yeah. And like I know like when I think about me as who I am and where I'm going in terms of podcasting and media and one another thing that broke me, I'm not telling all our business because I when I tell y'all I love this organization, I love it. But one thing that also stands out to me is that I'm super scared, sad, feeling some type of way that like when my glow up comes and when I become the star I'm gonna be that they're gonna be like Sarah. No, the opposite. I don't think they're gonna put. Oh, me. really? Because one of one Soror who it blows my mind that she doesn't because we still have a scroll of famous. Members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the you. They will put an honorary up before they oh, put this woman oh, who always. actually pledged. Right. And that woman is Wanda Sykes. She's they don't have her on no. house, wait. And I'm like, she's literally who I'm a, a striving, I'm a striving to be her. And I'm like, if she, and I mean, I don't, I don't even think she says like, don't put me on Cause I hear her talk about. She, yeah. And what's her last stand yeah, up? She yeah. started out with and AKA like, You will put, you will put an honorary up before someone who I know crossed and I know pay dues and I know is someone we should be proud of. That and I'm just like so. Where where is my place within my sisterhood? You know, I never thought about the shade of that because what, I what other reason? I definitely think that SGRO does that. Like we'll like tout and hold on to these kind of dated, kind of like not relevant at mm-hmm. the time members yep. who are notable over <laughs> like queer members who are right now right like now. mess like just owning whatever. Um, their area is and like I know I can run I know I can be a part of a chapter I know I can help even even where I work currently Mm -hmm. I know I can be an advisor if I put my time to it absolutely I don't don't think I'll be accepted right right I know I know I'm accepted in my area of Ohio but like and then you add a New York attitude on top of that like (laughs) they're not checking for me so you so you had asked me what it was like to be like gay and and yeah and in the south because I I crossed in Alabama I'm the girl and and in Alabama you're not like never would have made it how do like I think you I think you might have experienced it but Greek life in the south is not just like a group that you're a part of right Greek life in the south is like that's who you are you are you are completely and wholly blue and gold now if you pledge so um I think so I knew uh mm-hmm. even when I was seeking inter- like being an aspirant I knew that I was gay um but nobody else knew right um and well to me anyway you know you know mm-hmm. we tell ourselves that nobody know and people be looking at us like girl, girl. <laughs> um and at at that time, I thought to myself, okay, you you like girls, that's fine, but um, like you can't really do that because I didn't, I never saw like, I, I never saw any possibility models. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I never saw any like black lesbian couples. I like that possibility model. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, okay, well There's that's no not an option. So then you just don't date anybody. And so I would like try to overcompensate and be like, "Oh, girl, I ain't fine." Like try. Mm-hmm. I w- I was that friend who would go up to the guy and hook all my friends up, mm-hmm. um, and just like never really had anything of my own <laughs> popping. Um, but I remember once going to. Oh, how do I say this without getting folks in trouble? So it wasn't. <laughs> it was Don't not. It wasn't a uh, formal informational. It was an informal informational okay. about the organization. And I remember one of the members saying, 
Um, oh, this little dyke is never going to wear my letters. And this is like my first time meeting her. Nobody Said it to you? Yeah, said that to me. Um, nobody knew that I was gay. Like, I didn't even say anything about being gay. But, uh, you know, now looking back as a 20... Because that's another thing. Like, I was 18 at the time. Oh, so, like, yeah. looking back almost 10 years later, I'm like, oh, she she gay. But And that's why she that's can clock she me. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a room full of girls. And she's, like, zoomed in on me. Like, mm-hmm. zoom, zoom, zoom. Okay. Uh, whatever. May you be living a, a prosperous life, Soror. But, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, I will say though, I'm, I have a, I don't even know how to describe my gender presentation, but I, I'm very aggressive and I have a big she personality. She hit me when she came in here. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> hit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I'm also like it confuses people because I take up space like I guess a stereotypical stud would. Yeah. But I dress very film, mm-hmm. so I will say. That I think my graduate chapter was always supportive of my partners, my sexuality, because I was femme presenting. Yeah. Like, I think... As long as it's not right, too far out of the environment. Right. they like, it's fine. It's, it's, as long as you Looking ain't at, rocking no boats with your presentation. That's then, it. Then we're good. That's the win. Um, and that's why, like, just statistically, there has to be... A, it's, AKAs, if y'all out there and y'all queer and y'all are, like, femme as fuck, hit me up because... You may. Like, yeah. It has to be. It's just like, even in this day and age, like, it blows my mind. Like, I remember, like, I was so starved for that. It's like, when I went back from one of the uh, homecomings, there was a the first out Delta on my yard. Mm. And even though I know there was no connection to be made, I was older than her. Like, right, I, was, right. I literally slid in her DMs and I right. was just like, I've done thank that. you. Yes, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you have no idea what this mm-hmm. means. And like, Yep. I don't know how you made it through your process. I don't know what they did or how they yep. perceived you, but like the fact that you went in, mm-hmm. like before you even got into whatever it takes to get you there, like yeah. she presented that way, and like she's still beautiful. Like she can mm-hmm. rock a skirt, but she looks damn good in a blazer and some slacks, yeah. and like they accept her that way. Right. And I'm so I, huh. I do that all the time. Like if I see if I can like read somebody as queer and they're wearing letters. I'm I'm going up to them like what up fam like yeah. congratulations to like, you. That needs to be a whole all the, group. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. all the, I think we need to have like a, a ATL of Greek yeah. yes ATL Greek picnic for for Queers. queer D nine. I agree. Um and, and so actually so I think I'm gonna go back to how I made like queer community with oh, SG yeah. Row. So um damn where was I. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, well, that was like my first like big experience. But outside of that, um, actually, it kind of scared me about my sexuality. Like, I'm not hiding it enough. Mm. People can tell um, there's something wrong with me, and that was like always my narrative around being gay. I would say until my senior year when. My line sister was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think you're gay. And, <laughs> and she, you know, okay. she, she's from Atlanta. So yeah. it was like nothing right. out of the ordinary for her. And 
I think that I don't even think she knows how much that um, statement meant to me but it really did change the course of how I thought about my sexuality like this isn't a deficit this isn't something that needs to be fixed like I'm just gay like and that's okay Um, and I so because I got my masters at the same school that I got my undergrad uh, I joined grad chapter to my undergrad it it was just very seamless um, and Everybody was so supportive. That's why when people are like, girl, you, you was gay and pledged in Alabama. I can't believe yes, it. I, I did. thought it would be the opposite. And, and, and that's crazy because like up in Ohio, we was like attacking people as if we were this southern. Right, right. South. Yeah. That's insane. The, the thing about the South is that it's black. So and black so, trumps all of them. Exactly. Okay. So it's like, girl, whatever with them rainbows and, and <laughs> parades. But this this black womanhood, though, and I think that was the... It wasn't intersectional, but I think that was the core of what my grad chapter did. It's just like, whatever your stuff is that you come with, you are a black woman first. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're going we gonna to hold you and rock with you on that. And um, so I think that's why I was so held through, like, that process. So this is, like, my first five years in the organization wow. was a incredibly positive, accepting, girl, I bought girlfriends and partners, even though some of them were sorors, but I, you <laughs> I, bought, I bought girlfriends and partners to um, sorority events, like, it was completely fine until I moved That's upstate beautiful. New York. I'm about to say it. So, you know. That's beautiful. Yeah. I would not expect that. And how, how I started... Aside from dating sorors, how I started uh, building queer community in the organization. I don't want to get into that. Um, I went to Boulay, which is the mm-hmm. national conference. Mm-hmm. And it was in New Orleans the year, the first time I went. And so, like we were talking about this policing of what you're supposed to look mm-hmm. like. So, um, for the business meetings, you're supposed to have on either a dress or like something like that and if you have that on you're supposed to be wearing stockings right <laughs> yeah um I wouldn't even know how to put on a stocking in this day and age girl who, who still does y'all got these rules from the 1900s Literally. and trying to apply them now like nobody okay anyway um <laughs> keep it just fashion has changed to the point where people don't wear okay you mad I'm so I'm too she mad tight. but <laughs> But I, I guess I'm thankful because it immediately had me identify my community. Yeah. So they locked the doors on us because I was wearing a. It was kind of hoochie. It was really short, and I had you know all these tattoos on my thigh, and they I were like, "No, my sorority would be like, uh-uh. <laughs> they were like, no, ma'am, not exactly. in this, <laughs> not in this room. Let's be ladies, ladies." And um, and so I was locked out along with a lot of masculine presenting. Gender non-conforming mm-hmm. and and otherwise queer sorors, and so we all looking at each other like hmm, you you you. There is a a trend here to all of us who broke the uh, dress code. We're all gay as fuck. So we started a group me for rainbow poodles, and we just started adding 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 to it. And before you knew it, we was like at eighty six members. Wow. Of just gay so as you started dating, huh? No, mm-hmm. I'm lying. I, no, that really isn't how. Even though um, a lot of people in that group can get it, I just okay. Can we just break the stigma of dating within your organization? No. Yes, because no. okay. Let let me explain why I think it. I is, went on a date with an AK once, and I was like, oh no. It's ideal to date within your organization because you already know that you you share similar values. Okay. Because that's what drew you to All it. Right. 
I mean, seriously, though, like all of those core principles of like education, social justice, all of that stuff, whatever, whatever, for better or for worse, like we share because of this bond with this organization. Y'all get to travel together for conferences, get to stay in a room. You don't never have to figure out like who you staying with when you go to conferences because you're staying with Bay because Bay is going to the conference. You don't have to explain. Sometimes explaining Greek life to a non-Greek, mm-hmm. you might as well be in an interracial relationship. Because that's, that's, that's like That is the, true. It's a culture. So how do you explain, well, I've never met this woman before, but she got to stay in my extra bedroom while she's in town. And I got to pick her up from the airport because she is Sarah. And, you know, <laughs> you just have to do that. And, and, and your partner is like, wait a minute. So this stranger is staying with you? She's not a stranger. She's a soror. You know? <laughs> so, and, That's true. Yeah. You see, I'm quiet. That's true. It just feels weird. I don't know. What, what feels I'm weird so about attracted it? to AKs, though. Like, I would totally... I just... I think... I think... I, maybe it's because in AK... Maybe I'm speaking specifically for members of AK because you add that high femme. You add that everybody's process is not the same. That's you true. Add, you add all these other mm-hmm. components. And it's just like... You're my sister, but you're my boo. It's sister boo, sister bae. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if I can find me a beautiful Delta to like do that split uh, license plate with, I'm interested. Why a Delta? AKs and Del- I feel like that would be a lot of romance and anger, and it's just fun to poke at each Fire. other. And I think the, that know, is fun. That would be cute because we have such a like. Yeah. T- we have such a close yet so mm-hmm. opposite. Mm-hmm story with each right, other right. and it's just like imagine being like the more masculine aka with a femme delta like, that's yeah that's sexy <laughs> deltas hey uh, <laughs> stop trying to holler hey you gotta use <laughs> platforms <laughs> hey, if you can date a rainbow poodle i get a podcast <laughs> don't do me yeah if i had to rank and like order from like of course you know other attraction has to be there but mm-hmm. straight off i would definitely want to date an sg Rowe. Just, I mean, I just think, I just think it takes a certain type, and that's another thing, like, I didn't say this earlier, but I think that that S.G. Rowe not really having a physical, um, Mm -hmm. stereotype Mm -hmm. really draws queer women, Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, wait, so you mean I could be in a sorority, and I don't gotta be a high femme? Like that, right, I can just dress however, I think that draws a lot of women in, and so, I, but then it's really... This is so uh, cliche, but it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard <laughs> to be a Sigma Gamma. Yeah, <laughs> so many women have tried. Okay, inside my house. <laughs> this is a house of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We do not. No. Okay, not fucking around. It's, it's, it is hard to be a Sigma Gamma so. when, like, I don't know. I don't know from like the jump or what has happened as far as our sorority's trajectory but um when people think sororities they think delta and then they get aka because you know the legacy is strong um (laughs) but sigma gamma rho has this really non-traditional path that that draws the type of women that i'm attracted to non-traditional path but that also don't really set roots anywhere or stick around um so it's just i don't know i think it's it's hard to even when I when I find a woman who has who is willing to like forge that path and like go through it anyway. I'm like that I fucks with you heavy. Mm-hmm. So 
Eshiro is my number one, mm. obviously. Number two is Delta? Um, probably. So what is AKA following? I'm only gonna... Uh, Relax. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's fine. Um, so... I got that looks. You ain't talking about Right, me. right, right. Okay, so I think that I'm, I'm, I'm working off stereotypes. Of and my experiences with them. I've dated Deltas. Uh, and I think that... Ooh, I'm 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 gonna get hate mail after saying this, but I think that, <laughs> I I think uh, Delta has uh, become more of a brand than it has a, a sisterhood. But y'all can see my face, so mm-hmm. I know I know I'm gonna get I, I know people gonna flame me for that, but I think I think Delta is more of a brand than a sisterhood. Uh, and um and I guess that actually relates to I guess my next like point or question was around like the things that the organization does mm-hmm. to that are homophobic or um transphobic that keep our organizations with these like public faces of high feminist mm-hmm. um how we're defining womanhood because when you were talking about intake process revisions I'm I've been through I haven't even been in the org 10 years and I've been through three mm-hmm. intake process yep, revisions. They change them. So the way I came in is not at all like the way my sister they came say in. It. And I'm like, what? Wait, yeah. wait, y'all doing what now? Yeah. Who? So, and, and I'm, and I've been active and I, right. and I don't know. So like, imagine the front, me not active I'm trying like, to go to what? like a pen and I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. What's the words now? What? Oh, so y'all, y'all send an email out about the change to this like graphic but y'all ain't sent nobody an email that y'all changed the mission? <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, no. You know? Oh, no, not, um, not the mission. <laughs> but what's funny is that in all of that revising of an intake process, to um, we are uh, interested in women who are interested in any phase of academic endeavors uh, that 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 hasn't expanded to include like trans or non-binary folks. It had like you know it's still very. So is this where you want me to be problematic? Or... Be... What do you mean? I mean, well, come on, let's just say it. I don't want to. So you don't think that uh, trans or non-binary folks should be a part of the non-sororities? I would like to uh, play the fifth. I just <laughs> point of privilege. I mean... <laughs> I can only, and this is me before understanding I was a part of the rainbow or Mm -hmm. all that stuff, but I will say there was, I was around and alive and active and young during that Miyaka foolishness. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, it was very offensive. It was, it, it was, as an organization that's already on eggshells with like being respected and, and like while Doug, you're the first, you're the finest, like without our blueprint, the rest wouldn't have fallen. That's last created best design. Oh Lord. None came after us, I'm just saying. Three came after us. Like, this y'all. is it, we can't do this no more. <laughs> um, so I've never heard that yeah, one. We can't do this anymore. Um Or we finally got uh, it right. Or you didn't. So <laughs> often often imitated never do okay and let's, we let's can do this let's get this okay. so like during the during the this era why, this of, is why K's are last on my list no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> she said a few minutes ago I'm just <laughs> so, 
I'm just, leaving. <laughs> I just, and it's I'm, it's very problematic because, like I said, if I'm willing to damn near put myself back in the closet to respect and uphold the image, why though? That's why. Why are you willing to do that to uphold? You know, I had a I had the opportunity to meet Felicia Rashad. I had the opportunity to meet the woman who I wanted to be my absolute. But even wait, okay, okay. And I met her with my locks freshly twisted and like in some queer style. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I had a septum ring. I had my nose pierced to high heavens. I had on my best dyke sweaters. I like to call Mm -hmm. it. And my whole world flashed before my eyes and the only thing I could say to her is you're the reason why I joined Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority and I could see her look back like like she looked me in my face and she was so pleasant and so kind and so sweet and I'm so thankful I got to give her her roses while she could still smell them but I could see her have this look of like you couldn't have crossed in my chapter you know what I mean mm, like that because feeling. because of the way of course yeah of course, and it's just like, as I love AKA so much, I never want to bring any negative opinion towards it. I don't. I I literally would rather closet myself in the in the face of the elders. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just some it's something about it. Maybe that's that's who I am with all elders. Like I I lessen myself just a smidge because it just doesn't. Okay. It just so, doesn't feel right to. Do I want to? I literally have a shirt. It's green and pink. It says "gay as fuck." Mm-hmm. I would love to wear that to Boule. I would love to. I definitely would. But I would. I would. You. So I think Mm-mm. that's. Um, that also might be a difference that like I see in the the sorors that I've interacted with. Sure. My sorors is that um, we have the space to imagine. Like I mean, to imagine a legacy for SG Road and why it's relevant now. Yeah, and yes. I think we are, we sit. At I mean, the, I, of all the organizations, I really feel like we sit at this place to change what de- like we hold the possibility. We're just not taking advantage of, of it. So I would never swallow, hide anything of myself. Yeah. Um, because in 1922, when these women decided to found this organization, th- they knew that black women like me existed. Like, gayness didn't just start with my gay ass crossing in spring 09. Like, y'all, y'all sure? have known... <laughs> y'all have known for millennia that queer... Like, so so that's, that's what I meant about, like, it wasn't intersectional, but... Okay, if you want to talk about black womanhood and all women in every phase of education... You don't think that's going to include transness? You don't think that's going to include gay women? You don't think that's going to include bisexuality, whatever, the whole spectrum of rainbow? Yeah. Because they are, like, black women do everything. Like, we we everywhere. So, I'm not going to play this game with my elders as if, like, they have to reimagine a whole new world when they, when they come into an encounter with me because... You know, and you've been knowing that like queer people have been around, even if you don't identify as one. So, so I I think I take that as my challenge. I mean, I've done it. I've gone to um, regional and national meetings intentionally with neckties on, with flags on. Yes, I I am because because first of all, I want to signify for maybe a neo or another soror in the room who feels like I had to, who had to like 
bend herself and put that damn dress on with the fucking itchy ass pantyhose just to walk into this room. I, if I have to step out when we sing the song, that's fine. But you're going to know that I'm here and I'm never going to silence that for you. Because as long as I'm sitting in this room as a paid member doing my shit, you have to deal with me. You have to. So when you sitting up there talking about the dress code and looking like ladies, you're going to have to look at me in my gold blazer and my necktie. I did. I went. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. It's just so crazy how within, and I mean, that I think it's definitely organization to organization, both in years to years. Like, I just don't know. I, I mean, and keep in mind, like, I'm not active, so I don't know what we're mm-hmm. getting away with, but I have a strong feeling it ain't that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's where we are just yet. I, I don't think I'm, we'll get there. If, if if we don't get there in my lifetime, in my lifetime membership, if I choose to do so, like, at least somebody can say. You might, I well, mean, your organization know. might get there. I don't know if mine mm-hmm. will ever be that. I mean, keep in mind, like, when I crossed or when I pledged, natural hair was a... Oh, yeah. A whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it has to swing. <laughs> so, it's not a... Swinging. This yeah. is deep. So, yeah. I, I was, I've just been like, um, okay. Like, y'all... blessed to get in. Uh, see? And yeah. I felt like they was blessed to have me. You better. So, <laughs> you better. Um, but, so... Like, at the same time I was going to um, interest meetings and getting serious about the process, every Tuesday I was also going to the gay club. So, it was like, this, okay. you know. So, it's embedded. Like, and so, then, well, my yeah. question to you, so it's so you are pro-trans and pro-non-binary. Absolutely. I actually wrote a letter my first semester in to the national headquarters about, um, like, not acknowledging one of my sorors. I think he's okay with me calling him a soror. Who had transitioned, and they were like, "Sorry, you can't be a member anymore." Um, and so I wrote a letter to Nationals, <laughs> my first semester in SGRO, about like, "This is problematic, and if you would just read this section of Audrey Lord, like, this <laughs> thanks." No, I never got a response, but I've never thought about that. Yeah, for when I think about it, I always think about like. M to F, like mm. trying to join. I never thought about what happens when you're assigned female and you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because that's a that's a. I think that's a big difference that people never talk about. As far as like D nine is for life, and then it when sure you is. die, it's they a, still claim you. Sure so, so it's like it, it it's kind of like blackness. Everything with blackness is like this is forever. forever. And. So why why does is gender the only exception? I I I think that I've heard a lot of people say like it, it's it's like lessening whatever the the value of their letters. Yeah. If any these, and every can just yeah. Make a so so like when I hear most overwhelmingly cisgender or heterosexual women who are in these organizations say well if if they could wear my letters then any old body can just like get in that is probably the same rhetoric that was being used about like these black men who went on to become alpha phi alpha at cornell you know like this so from our very inception we were saying like this is fucked up and so now we're just just recreating this this same thing that created us. That's what we call 
the cycle of oppression. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't think that that's a good enough reason for me to be like, okay, well then, it should, this should be an exclusive cisgender heterosexual women's club. I mean, if we saying that we for women, we need to be for women, like, for real. No, like, no asterisk, no exclusions apply, no pussy hats. And like, <laughs> if, 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 we need to be for women if that's what we're saying. So, for me, that's all it takes. If you say you identify as a woman and you show up to the entrance meeting, nice to meet you. And that's, that's like the that's end of that. Yeah. All right. So... And then, never mind. I was, I was going to say, back to our conversation we was having earlier. Like, in real life, um, there's probably a lot of trans women who done crossed and are just like quiet and stealth as fuck because it's not safe to come out in those spaces, you know? And so, I think that's, there's a lot of that also. We're, we're like assuming that we know somebody's T before they of course. cross. So, But I mean, if they're not out in themselves, it's... We can only assume that right. that space yeah. is in. But I, I know, like, personally, uh, trans men who pledge D9 sororities yeah. and are just like, oh, yeah, I'm still, you know, I bleed blue and gold, you know, whatever, but... They don't accept me? or Exactly. Okay. I've heard stories of nationals literally sending people their dues back. Like, yes. you no longer identify as a woman... You cannot be a part of this organization. Yeah. And so, I just think, like, fundamentally, all those, like, gender things need to... And that that's... When we're talking about, like, the relevancy or imagining a D9 future, um, that's what needs to go. Like, this, this gender requirement, like, y'all have a gynecologist there checking to make sure everybody is cisgender at intake. Like, that's... So like fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I I can't articulate my thoughts on that. I just like I said. I'm here for the community. LGBTQAA. All the letters that now. Except for in your Greek life. Like, I just sense. and it's 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 learned behavior. It's gonna take some. Mm-hmm. I gotta break some agreements in my head mm-hmm. for that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even make a space for me, and I'm in it. So right? How right. can I accept yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. telling me right mm-hmm. now? So, mm-hmm. and like, it's so funny because like, once I got my first professional job, I got close to some sores in Georgia, mm-hmm. and that's when I finally was like, okay, I'm out. I can't do this. Yeah. And like, at that point, like, my locks was awkward. I was mm-hmm. awkward. <laughs> like, come to a chapter meeting. I'm like down south. Yeah. You want me to come to a chapter meeting mm-hmm. looking like this? You didn't go. I sure didn't. Because the, if, if, if the chapter was anything like the soror, who, granted she and I were mm. close, but if they were anything like her, oh. I know I didn't have yeah. a place. I just, I, can't, I cannot understate like how thankful I am to have had like an insulated experience um, to the homophobia and transphobia in my organization mm-hmm. because my grad chapter and my undergrad, like they just was like, you good like and I've also seen that now with my baby sister also being a soror at her chapter it's the same feel so I don't know if it's an Alabama poodle thing if we just do it right and better cause we Alabama poodles <laughs> but like there's just this acceptance you know you're not of, a neo anymore right <laughs> eternal neo um, so, <laughs> um 
Yeah, there's just like there was just this acceptance of queerness that I did not experience at all when I got to New York. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge problem that I was always That's talking funny, about. Because for me, I think it's the other way. <laughs> yeah. I think it was really accepting up here. And mm. See, but you're not upstate. You in the city. That's true. But I mean, I was in Ohio cornfields, like. Yeah. No, what I'm saying about like you saying that New York has been more accepting. No, for I you? think I think where I crossed was more accepting than where I was going. Oh, okay. And okay. you're saying where you cross was better than where you went. Right, right. We're going in opposite directions. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, because it has no like <laughs> no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Absolutely wow. not. And the the only reason why I paid dues was because my sister was joining. And I wanted to, you know, make sure that I was able to be there, pin her, all that stuff. Yeah. Because, no. Like, my my current area, I would not at all consider, like, to be queer, affirming. Um, I mean, I have horror stories of upstate New York. um, And the whole message around, let's be ladies, ladies. And... At that, at an area level, too? Like, no. Mm-hmm. I just won't be active as long as I'm upstate New York. So, that's what that is. Like, it's it's toxic for me as a pretty gender-conforming queer woman. Yeah. So, I can't imagine what it would be like... If we accepted these trans members that you were right. even on, but yeah. Right. Right. So, that's yeah. another thing. Like, when, when I'm thinking about it being accepting across, like, like really... Holding ourselves to what to what womanhood actually is, and accepting folks who identify as women across like gender spectrum. I'm thinking I don't want to accept them and bring them in and fuck them up. Like, right. like you, you know, like, the orders first. Yeah, we have a lot of work. We and that's need what I'm to saying. Do. Like, before we can open this huge umbrella, like we gotta like let's let queer, let's let lesbians in. Yeah, but the see, it makes a ripple. You know. Yeah, but you I want was, you you can't. We can't be microwave. These organizations, right. even yours. Mm-hmm. Is not young. I do hold like these are old institutions, hundred years in the making. But I also hold that this is not new. Like queerness ain't nothing new, and and like that has been a thing well before 1908, 1922. So they shouldn't be as resistant as they are to understanding that some of their members identify. Absolutely. 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 Like, I'm not even trying to deny that. Of course, of course, someone was queer, lesbian, insert, whatever it is. But, like. So, I wanted to end with any advice that you would give uh, to queer folks who are interested in your organization. I'm pointing out to the universe right now. Boom. I think while I had a very different experience based on my time, I do think the time is now. And I think what you need to do is, so just be, just, you got to be good. You got to be great. You got to be prepared to know that it's going to challenge your growth as a queer person. Yeah. And if you're not securing your queerness, get secure in that first because if I would have figured out my queerness in that undergrad time where I was dealing with all this other stuff I don't know if I would have made it Hmm. 
And like, I don't want anyone to have to question themselves in that way. Is it wrong to have to be closeted? Yeah. But if you know at the end of the day, this is who you are, and there are some values of this organization, maybe not even all of them anymore, but like, there's mm-hmm. values that you just have to align yourself with, you just got to play their game. Mm-hmm. But don't get stuck there. Get in there, get your seat at the table, and then start to say, hey, I'm going to wear pants to this. Or, hey, it's still pink and green. Like, I literally was that girl. Like, mm-hmm. I wore pink and green. I got every pink and green Converse, every pink and green Adidas. Mm-hmm. I was like Sporty Spice, a.k.a. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> but now, shit, it's, it's sexy to be swagged out and, right. and dapper. Yeah. yeah be dapper. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Do that shit. But, mm-hmm. like, just know every so often, if you get the opportunity to meet Felicia Rashad, you don't want her to look at you the way she looked at me. <laughs> I think she. We gotta start calling out aunties and mothers. I would, on what their would you say to Felicia Rashad? Queerphobia. What would you say to her? Just like Claire Huxtable. C- Claire, <laughs> don't say. Like, Stop lying. <laughs> no, for real. I absolutely would. I mean, I've done it. I, I know some of my stars who might be listening who know me are probably like, "Girl, yes, she did." But um, well, what is but like, madam? You- like first grand, I was calling her on. Like this gender, like don't know. I'm, I am. You're like I pulled on some like Sojourner Truth, ain't I a woman shit? Like because I have on a, a tie and slacks. Like yeah. I am, I am less your soror. I am less a woman. Like these clothes do not define anything about my like experience. And then, and then the thing is, is like this twice as much to get half as far as so real because I had to know my shit about SG Row. So yep. much more than like yep. my hetero sitting apart. Of yeah, course. it's just of like course. so. So when you telling me, oh, you can't wear letters to this because da da da. Oh well, in the sixties, they did Uh uh-uh, uh, don't pull that because my graduate chapter in Alabama was one of the oldest graduate chapters in the organization, and we had like literally we're in the history book that you get when you join the organization. Hey, you better so, know. Them. <laughs> so nobody was wearing letters during that time. Everybody was wearing their little lapel pins, and if you look closely at those pictures, they were wearing their pins yeah which would be the equivalent to us wearing our letters today so but i had to know all that which i shouldn't have to it's like getting g-teched constantly Constantly. just because and and so when you talk about like do it respectfully um i actually think that i am what my founders pictured like i really do i do that's and so that's my advice i would give to to queer people who are interested in any org, any D9 org, but specifically in mine, you have to recognize that you are what they should want you. Like you are the star motherfucking player on the team. Like these these letters will do nothing but compliment what is already great. Yeah. Like you can't you can't seek your greatness in in these letters because it, it's not it won't it come, won't from, come that. from it. Nope. I promise you it won't. If you were if you think you were lame now, you, you still be won't. lame with letters. <laughs> You're just gonna be a lame with letters. Like literally, you, you have to. And maybe that is maybe that's what shielded me. But I knew my worth, my value that I was. I was I was a big deal before even the letters. Yep. And so when and I also it goes the other way too like with or without having power on, I think my sigma no, yeah. light I think my sigma light burns. Like I think people can And that's I think like, that's the most interesting thing cuz like if you if you look around my apartment, you don't see anything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of AK stuff in my office, but people are like we just imagine that you have this this, this. I'm like when it's in your heart, 
You don't gotta wear exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. You don't gotta wear it. I don't need to prove yep. it to you. You can see me in any of these streets mm-hmm. outside. How about that? But like when it's really in your heart, you don't need it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean This is I segment mean, one of game. I know, because I'm still I have I'm gonna talk to uh one of my friends in Syracuse about his experience also. Mm. So I'm like this might be a, end up being like a damn three part series. Yeah. Maybe I should just travel around interviewing game Greek folks and just if they're willing. Right? Um this gay AGP mm-hmm. we should call it gay GP. <laughs> I would go find me a boo. <laughs> We definitely need to have that. I'm pr- and I'm pretty sure it exists after yeah. dark. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys can see my face. Just... All right. We have you gone gotta on stop and on. The this is it's an right. hour and 14 do, minutes. You do a clean wrap up. Hey, everybody. Bye. Like, what are you- hey, everybody. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, just so I have it on here, where can we find you? Hey, so you can find me on Twitter primarily. Uh, it's at Zora knows like Zora Neale Hurston knows like everything. Uh, that's where I do a lot of my best meme passing and Beyonce <laughs> talk. Um, I used to have a podcast. I'm in the works of rebranding and doing a new one. So you should look out that for, for that pretty soon. But most definitely follow me on Twitter. And then from there, you can find my Instagram. You can also read my articles. I'm a music editor and columnist for soul.lgbt. That's S-O-U-L-E dot L-G-B-T. I talk about music, all types, all every day, all day. You better come through. You better let them know. Um, so, yeah, those are the cool places you can find me. You can find me on her podcast. I'm just going to come visit and just talk about things I want to talk about now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and y'all already know where to find me. I be in these Tumblr streets. <laughs> at Queer Walk is Queer Walk Everything. You can find us on Twitter at Queer Walk Pod. Use the hashtag hashtag Queer W O C. Um, yeah, and, and that's across platform. That's everywhere. Uh, yeah. So I'm wrap it up. Uh, I, there was so much we didn't talk about. Cause so I'm much. I'll come back. We'll do okay, we got to do a part two. We can do a part two. All right. Talk to y'all later. Deuces. Hey.